Episode number nine, a strategy for grading essays in Microsoft Word with efficiency. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. lot of approaches to grading that I'd love to share with you today, but today is all about using Microsoft Word. There are no other grading strategies I'm going to bring up, even though this is really not the only one that I believe in. I want it to be specific so that you know going into this episode exactly what we're going to talk about, and I'm going to share two, maybe three specific tips that I believe will help you if you're using this method. The problem is, When we need to grade written work online, we'll get many, many, many files. Often students will write these in either Google Docs, they'll write them in Notes on a Mac, or they'll write them in Microsoft Word. There are very few other programs I've seen used. If you can have all of your students submit them to you as Word documents, you can download these and do a lot of amazing things right on the document, upload the document back to the student, and get it returned. We know through the research and through 10 years of online practice in my own life, and also observing hundreds of online faculty in my leadership role, we know that students benefit from the most clear feedback available. The most specific feedback you can give is going to guide them. If your feedback is general, vague, generic, or cookie-cutter copy-paste from one student to the next, or, or just brief, students just don't get as much out of that. Then when you have another assignment by the same student, you will see very little improvement, very little progress. One of the chief complaints people have about online education is they perceive that it is not as good as live classes. If we take shortcuts in our feedback, that is true. We need to go above and beyond to really articulate in our feedback what was done well, where improvement was needed, and to illustrate that by noting it on the paper if it is an essay. So for essays and other types of written assignments, whether they are essays, evaluations, analyses, interpretive writings, different things like that, all of these kinds of documents can be run through a plagiarism checker, which is, first of all, very important. And second of all, they can be graded on the body of the assignment. Now that Turnitin has updated its software to allow you to grade within the system, you can actually use different tools in Turnitin to write directly on the document. This means any kind of item a student can submit to Turnitin, you can grade it right there. You don't have to download it anymore. It doesn't have to be in Microsoft Word. It could be a PowerPoint. It could be a PDF. Lots of different files are accepted there. So again, today's podcast is all about Microsoft Word and the pain of writing directly on a Microsoft Word file and giving adequate feedback back to the student that's going to be actionable and useful. This is a pain because it takes a lot of time to download. It takes a lot of time to set up the document in Microsoft Word to get feedback onto it. And it takes a lot of thought 
and a lot of mental energy on your part to do it. So if you've ever had this experience, you know exactly the pain I'm talking about. If you haven't, and you're going to be teaching online soon, you will very soon know what I'm talking about. And you will be able to observe that if you give inadequate feedback, insufficient feedback, or brief general feedback, you're going to become incredibly frustrated when your students don't improve. And that will be also taking a toll on your job satisfaction and your emotional life and your energy outside of work. So this problem is a big one and it's definitely worth addressing. So I used to download all essays that I would grade in bulk using a zip file from the LMS that our university provided, which was called Sakai. And in Sakai, there was a bulk feature. You could download them, open each file, grade each file, save it in its own little folder, zip the whole file, and upload it back into the learning management system. When I learned this method, I was completely in love with it. <laughs> it saved me so much time. The next part of my journey became how do I put good feedback on a Microsoft Word document in a fast enough way to make this worth my time so I can give the good feedback and not let it take 13 hours to grade one class worth of essays. So there are two different tools in Microsoft Word that I would like to share with you. There are a few other strategies as well that can help. The first tool is turning on the feature called Tracked Changes. When you turn that feature on before you write on somebody else's Microsoft Word file, this will make everything that you do in Microsoft Word show up colored, underlined, and very obvious. So turn on Tracked Changes before you get started. You might want a checklist so that you can get through this with very high efficiency. Turning on track changes is number one. Number two is when you want to make a comment on the essay, but you don't want to just type it on the body of the essay because it pushes everything down a few lines. The best way to do that is to use the tool under the reviewer menu called uh, reviewers comments. You can click on things and insert a little bubble off to the side and write your comment in that space. When you do that, students can see your comment. It points to exactly where it happened and it illustrates very nicely what they need to fix or where they need to fix it. The third tool in Microsoft Word, after you've turned on tracked changes and after you've added some reviewers comments throughout, would be to use the autocorrect. You can actually open the autocorrect menu in the options of Microsoft Word and you can have a lot of different things. You can type a few random letters and set it up so that it auto-corrects and inserts an entire paragraph every time you type those three letters. At one point, I had my Microsoft Word set up so I could put TH semicolon, and it would put a whole bunch of stuff to the student about when to use a semicolon, when to use a comma, how to manage your complex sentences or compound sentences, when to remove the conjunction and just start a new sentence. And I, I, I find that certain types of feedback when you're gonna use them repetitively with different students, the autocorrect feature is beautiful. 
I learned that one from Wesley Wasmunt, one of our comm faculty members, communication faculty at American Public University. Love that tip, and I use it all the time now. Another strategy, so you've got your auto-correct, is auto-text. Auto-text is a different part of Microsoft Word, and you can set it up in your menu bar above the menu bar in the quick little area, and you can like insert a full rubric that you want to use. And a rubric is one of those breakdowns that tells you different categories you're grading and different levels of performance. On one row, it might say, like, this is your grammar, and this is what advanced, proficient, basic, or not demonstrated looks like, and here's how many points you're going to get. And then the next row is the content itself, the degree to which you actually answered what the essay was supposed to be about, and how much detail you included and all that. Maybe you got another row about your references. Did you format them well? Did you use good sources? A lot of things. So you can put an entire rubric in the auto text menu. Then when you're in track changes and you're working on that essay, you put your cursor wherever you want that rubric to go. You go up to the auto text menu and just click it and it pops into the essay and an entire rubric just populated on the page. Once you've gone through and you've made your reviewers comments, you've used your um, auto correct to insert some of the more standard comments you've made and you've inserted the rubric and noted what the score is, how they earned it, and all of that. You can then just type on the essay some personalized comments that are very specific to that person. You can either do this by typing, or you can do something like by the, uh, the company is named Nuance. They have something called Dragon Naturally Speaking, and you can actually dictate your comments. That means that you're going to speak into the computer's microphone and it's going to put the text on the page that you say. All you have to do is add comments verbally to signify where you want a period and a comma or a new line. There's a little bit of a learning curve to using naturally speaking, but once you spend that hour or two or three that it takes to learn, it will save you hours and hours of time. And it will save your body too because it will give your arms and fingers and hands and wrists a break from typing all the time. And it could allow you to stand up while you're doing it and get, get a nice straight posture and help your back not to be exhausted and hunched over. <laughs> so all of those strategies together really work to give great feedback in Microsoft Word. The next step would be to save the file and upload that as an attachment to the student. I personally prefer to do that as a PDF. And nowadays, Microsoft Word will let you save anything as a PDF. If you save it as a PDF, you can almost guarantee it's going to appear with all the comments on the side and all the track changes and all of that the way you want it to. If you give it back as a Word file, and if the student doesn't have reviewers' comments turned on, they might not actually see all those comments. So you want to take some time to either coach your students on how to find the comments, <laughs> or you're going to want to attach it as a PDF, not as a Word file. I hope you found these valuable and that you'll explore Microsoft Word and all of the different things you can do in there to give better feedback, to give the kind of quality feedback that's going to help your students improve 
and long-term is going to improve your job satisfaction when you see their growth in their learning products. And also it's gonna save you time in producing that kind of feedback. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. As you try out these ideas, visit my blog and share your results. How did they work? What would you add? Any suggestions, comments, or questions? Best wishes this week in the grand online teaching adventure.